Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking today with guitarist Corey Wong, who has a show coming up at Crooners on Sunday night. Hey, Corey. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you and to finally get a chance to talk with you. So uh, tell us a little bit about the show you have coming up Sunday night, because you also have a special guest with you. Yeah, so about a month and a half ago, I did a couple, I actually did four shows there. They're outdoor shows, which is really fun. Uh, I've been touring the last several years, and obviously that came to a halt in March. And it was, it's was it been a fun way to just kind of stay a little bit uh, fresh as far as playing live and, and honing that thing in, just because this is the longest I've gone without playing live. So the outdoor shows are really fun. And for these on Sunday, I have Dave Cause with me, which is really fun. Dave and I uh, have a nice friendship, a funny friendship that came along from a little internet campaign thing that I did. And uh, Dave asked me to produce his album. So he's coming into town and we're working on a new album for him. And he and I wrote all the music together. So we're going to play a bunch of new songs. We're going to play a bunch of my music, some of his stuff. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Nice. So is it duo or will there be more people with you? No, for this album, what I wanted to do was a four-piece rhythm section, five-piece horn section, plus Dave. So it's going to be a huge band. So it's basically my band plus the horn heads and Dave Cause kind of leading it. So it's going to be, oh my gosh, it's going to be so much fun. Tell us a little bit more about this show at Crooners Sunday night. Sunday night, uh, outdoor shows. It's going to be awesome. I think it's a four o'clock and a seven o'clock show. So it's two shows. It's going to be awesome. They're both basically going to be the same set because we're running a lot of new music. It's a nice way for us to rehearse for the session, but also just get a lot of energy and and get some uh, exploration in. Mm -hmm. You hinted at your friendship with Dave Cause. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that unfolded? Yeah, so I discovered Dave. Well, I knew about Dave for years just because. Sure. He's, you know. He's Dave uh, Cause. Yeah, he's Dave <laughs> Cause. Um, but I started recognizing he's like all over LA and Hollywood. He knows all these cats. He's close friends with Dave Grohl. He's close friends with Bob Saget, John Stamos, all these people, and John Mayer and all this stuff. Like, he's just kind of everywhere. And he, he really just interested me. And then I realized that this guy has his own cruise and the cruise sells out years in advance. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's pretty fun. Like this saxophone player has his own cruise and thousands of people go on it. And he doesn't even announce who's going to be on the cruise and it still sells out. They just trust him enough. <laughs> and I just thought this cat seems pretty cool. So I basically started an internet campaign to get myself on his cruise to get me out of Minnesota in in the month of April last year. And I caught Dave's attention. We have a bunch of mutual friends, so uh, just through the music industry. So he he hit me up and he's like, "All right, look, I'm gonna I'm you seem like a pretty normal person, but I don't know if you're a psychopath." So. <laughs> I want to meet you, but we're going to do it on my turf. Why don't you come out to LA? Let's hang at my rehearsal because I'm about to go out on a tour. Come hang with me and all my people, you know. So I, you know, it, it was his home turf. It was great, and and then I'll see. I want to just see what you're all about. So I went out there. We hung out. We hit it off. He invited me on the cruise. That was super fun. And then we just started 
you know, being friends because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a, it's a fun, you know, musically we respect each other and it, it's just kind of a fun friendship. And, um, like even when Wolfpack, the band that I play with, when we, uh, so when our band was playing Madison Square Garden last September, Dave was in New York and we invited him and Chris Thiele to come up and sit in on this song. And Chris Thiele had never met Dave. These guys had never played this tune live with us. But oh, that's wow. like one of the fun things that we like to do is we don't rehearse. We do short sound checks just to get comfortable. And then when we're on stage, we're on the you know, we're on the edge of our seat as much as the audience is on what's going to happen and how it's going to go down. So Dave came, Chris Thiele came, and it was really fun nice. to just kind of have that moment. And afterwards, you know, we were all just on cloud nine, obviously, but yeah. it was uh, such a fun, high risk, high reward thing. Well, actually, you know what? No, it's low risk, high reward. It's low risk because we we were playing that gig and it was no matter what going to be really fun and great and dave coming up it's low risk dave is amazing chris thiele one of the greatest musicians on the planet of course it's going to be great so we just knew it was going to work out and trusted that it would and it did nice. how about that nice and now you're writing music for and producing uh an album for dave cause so there you go <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty fun. And you'll play these two shows with Dave Kaz Sunday. I'm speaking with guitarist Corey Wong uh, from right here in uh, the Twin Cities. And Corey, since you haven't been playing live, you've been recording and making new music in this time that you suddenly find yourself having. So tell us a little bit about your new uh, recording projects. Yeah, so the way that most artists that are touring will do their thing... I guess for lack of better terms, is that you do things in album cycles. You write the album, you record the album, you release the album, and then you promote and tour in support of that album. And then you do the same thing again. And you just kind of, every album goes through it. It's an album cycle, then the next album cycle, then the next album cycle. Sometimes it's one year, sometimes it's two years. For really big artists, when they do world tours, sometimes it's even three years because they need to tour the whole world in support of that album just to get the most mileage out of it. For me, my album cycles are normally about a year long. And what I wanted to do is break from the album cycle thing because, as we all have noticed, the year 2020 has not necessarily uh, been a year for doing the standard thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for better or worse. Um, so for me... I've always wanted to do an acoustic album because I played so much of that growing up. I studied a lot of acoustic music and classical music in college, but I wanted to do my own take on acoustic music and it didn't really fit in my album cycle thing. And I knew that it would confuse people if it was just a normal year. It's like, oh, high energy funk R&B guy, Corey. Now all of a sudden is doing this acoustic thing. Wait, what show are we going to get if we go see him on tour? There's none of that right now because I'm not going on tour. So I figured I'm at home. I'm around all of my acoustic instruments. I want to write and record this acoustic album. And I just kept writing and writing and writing. And it ended up turning out to be kind of two volumes. One that's more, so it's trail songs, Dawn and Dusk, inspired a lot by 
just my reflective times outdoors during quarantine and just in this whole year in general. So Dawn is more like my normal music, <laughs> my normal music, whatever that means. It's my upbeat, fun music. But instead of electric guitars, it's all acoustic instruments. Instead of a big horn section, it's a string section. But other than that, it's kind of the same sort of playing. Drum set, bass, sometimes it's electric bass, sometimes it's upright bass. And then Dusk is more of the contemplative and reflective side. That's more of the chill, go for a walk, reflect on life sort of thing. And it was fun also because most of this album was made just remotely, me sending files back and forth between my friends. Like, um, well, I mentioned Chris Thiele sitting in with us at Madison Square Garden afterwards we said oh my gosh we got to work on some music together we have to do some stuff together he and i are both very busy people but now we've had time so i emailed him i said hey i've got this tune called bluebird it totally needs some mandolin it would be super fun it's in the key of b flat which is kind of weird for the mandolin but <laughs> if anybody can pull it off you can pull it off he's like oh my gosh this is super fun i'm Neat. on it and he just recorded his mandolin part from brooklyn and sent it to me the bass player recorded their bass from london the drummer from nashville sent me the files percussion player from phoenix sent it and then i obviously did all my stuff in minnesota so it was really fun in that regard where there was collaboration and there was uh working together but literally all around the world so yeah. it was a unique way of making albums and it's been a unique way of writing and recording because normally I like to be in the room with people. But honestly, this was just kind of a fun departure and experiment. Well, we're going to hear a track from uh, one of them. Which What do you want to play for us? Well, I think we should listen to that tune that I was just talking about that features Chris Thiele on mandolin. This is a tune called Bluebird. <laughs> That was a tune called Bluebird featuring Chris Thiele from Minnesota guitarist Corey Wong. The album is called Trail Songs Dawn. Corey, you also have a show coming up. I don't want people to forget. Sunday, two shows, one at four and one at seven with saxophonist Dave Cause at Crooners. They're both outdoor shows. Corey Wong, thank you so, so much for talking with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> 